that's right. I'm just slightly, slightly in the seasonal spirit. The jack-o'-lantern mug is out. That means it's Sunday coffee with the Azorian one in the month of October. As a train drives by my haunted mansion. Hmm. Was not planned, not one bit. Hello everyone, it's the Azorian one Anthony Steves here with Sunday Coffee, I'm back. As you can tell, I'm feeling it with my jack-o'-lantern mug. Those of you who can't see, I'm holding a jack-o'-lantern mug and my cat has decided to start meowing all of a sudden. It's odd. Uh, you can kind of see them because I don't have the greatest rig or setting or setup for a talk show, but I've got pumpkins here. I've got, I've got this guy, I've got this guy. We took the boys to pumpkin patches uh, this weekend. So they, they got a few small ones that they wanted to get. They'll be getting bigger ones as time goes on. We still got a lot of trips planned, but I've kind of got it here. I at least got my fake decorative ones here. And the Boy, corners. Jackie. You forgot. Uh, <laughs> got my uh, jack-o'-lanterns here set up on each corner. There we go. That's, that's, that's pretty good. That's a good setting. You guys can't see the pumpkins, but I can see them. That's all that matters. My, my seasonal attitude is complete. So there we go. I'm very excited. The, the house, uh, the decorations on the outside are complete. Did them last weekend. So the the outside, outdoors decorations, done. Inside, still progress. We got the mantle taken care of with my jack-o'-lanterns, which these two are from. Up on the mantle, we got our big dark spider hanging over the TV. He's probably on his last leg. He's been here since the first time we got him. But that's good. Um, so yeah, decoration's almost complete there. So, we got that taken care of. Um, anyway, hey, how's your Sunday? Doing good? Got my Batman shirt on. Uh, by the way, the coffee that's in this mug, of course, Phil's coffee. They're, they're a darker blend called Jacob's Wonder Bar. Right here, Jacob's Wonder Bar. Right inside this coffee here. Phil's Coffee, outstanding Phil's Coffee. And, and, self-promotion here, a bear claw from Young's Payless Market, IGA in Lockwood, California. I may know someone who works there. May have known her for a very long time. Anyway, a bear claw from Young's Payless Market, IGA in Lockwood. Look at that, I'm gonna give you the, those of you who can watch, those of you watching on Twitch live or Later on on YouTube, that is my Food Network uh, cam. That's the Food Network cam. That's the Travel Channel cam right there. Look at that. Right up in that bear claw. There it is. Look at that. Huh? Ready for the bite? It's time for the bite. I'm going to take a bite. Those of you listening, just imagine my face biting into a bear claw. A delicious bear claw. From Young's Payless Market, IGA in Lockford, California. Here it comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. that's a bear claw. That's what that is. That's a bear claw. That's a coffee cake bear claw. It's a good one. Available at Young's Payless Market AG in Lafayette, California. There's also two other locations, Copperopolis and Pioneer. Enjoy. One more sip of coffee. 
Mm-hmm. Mm. A nice, brisk October morning today, too. Nice breeze coming in. I got the doors open. It's fantastic. Boys are watching Monsters, Inc. on Disney XD. <clears throat> I was going to put on... I was going to put on Jack Skellington and Nightmare Before Christmas. But... This came on, they got hooked, left it on. And the reason I whispered is because if I say the name, they may change their mind, and I don't want to get up and change the channel while I'm on the show. So we're gonna finish this, which could take some time because commercials, and then I'll pop on Jack Skeleton because they've only seen it four times this season. That's not enough. <sighs> By the way, quick rant. Our boys, uh, our crew, excuse me, not just boys, our crew of friends, our new allies, Nerd on TV, <clears throat> they just had their episode, their first Halloween episode, where they talked about Hocus Pocus. And those of you who aren't aware, Hocus Pocus, of course, is the movie that stars Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Jimmy as the uh, Sanderson sisters, the evil witches from, you know, the Salem times, resurrected and trying to take the souls of the youth in present day, well, mid-90s, present day, 90s, mid-90s, um, Salem. Now, before I say anything, we can all agree that Hocus Pocus is an enjoyable Halloween adventure film by Disney. I, real quick, I just realized I have our plaid uh, flannels over here from the pumpkin patch last night over my shoulder, what my wife and I were wearing. Probably wouldn't like seeing our laundry on an episode of Sunday Coffee. So I'm just gonna get up real quick, pretend like it never happened. Never happened. What, what flannels? They're not in the back. Everything's clean back here. This hat, who needs that hat? It's good, it's great. See, it's all, all clean back here. All, all clean. Still decorating, so it's still kind of a mess. Anyway, how'd that head get there? Hocus Pocus. I love the movie. I enjoy it. As I've gotten older, I critique it a bit more. Um, for typical PG-rated, corny movie reasons. The California kid, the main character, because he's from California, he's rocking a tie-dye and acting cool and bro and doesn't believe in spiritual stuff because no one in California believes in spiritual stuff. I get it. I know. He's a stereotype. I get it. Stuff like that sticks out to me. Something else. There's the moment where he's trying to... Um, avoid his sister back at home and he starts playing the drums because he's a drummer now I'm aware the actor probably has never drummed a day in his life maybe tried to learn something before they filmed but it was one of those bad jobs at making him look like a drummer because he starts to play the drums to not listen to his sister Miss Thora Birch and his hands and the drumsticks hitting the drums are not matching the beats 
that are being displayed sound-wise. It's not, it's, not, it's not matching up. It's not matching up. I get it. 90s PG Disney movie. No one paid attention. I know. Nowadays, we all pay attention to that. And the one thing that really annoys me with the film is actually one of the characters you're trying to save. What? The character you're trying to save. Mr. Zachary Binks. Mm-hmm. The black cat. He's fine when he's the black cat. Jack. Stop. three times um, the black cat he's fine it, it's when he comes back to human form and uh, he says thanks to everyone and goes back and sees his sister that kid's acting bugs me no I, I, I know I know where to talk I don't have an acting career I've been an extra in the pursuit of happiness and season two of 13 reasons why those are my clings to fame I understand that. He actually got screen time, got to talk in a Disney movie. So he's already a, above me in the career aspect. Talent, mm, I don't think so. Um, thanks for lighting the candle, <laughs> I roll. That line, that line he has, thanks for lighting the candle, I roll. <laughs> Forced as, mm, can't cuss. Just bugs me every time he says it. Hey Max, thanks for lighting the candle, <laughs> I roll. <clears throat> I had to wait 200 years for a virgin to light a candle. <laughs> still love the movie, still think it's great. Overall, just a lot of parts that I tear apart as I get older. Um, I also like how that entire ending of Hocus Pocus, when Zachary Binks comes back, Tommy, when Zachary Binks comes back and he thanks them, kisses Thora Birch in the cheek, goes to his sister and then they leave and they go to the gate and the camera's on Thora Birch and his happiness. It's almost like the same, it is the same finale idea that they did for E.T. I'm starting to think that that ending is an homage to E.T. with half the budget. Because the, the music gets, you know, gets triumphant and loud. The camera focuses on Max and Thora. I can't remember Thora Birch's character's name, so I call her Thora Birch because she's always stuck out to me ever since American Beauty. You all know why. Anyway, camera's on them. It goes back to the Zachary and his sister walking away through the gates. It's like almost shot for shot. Elliot saying goodbye to E.T. E.T. spaceship flying away and camera's on Elliot and black screen. Hocus Pocus, same thing. You're on, you're on Thora and Max. Zach with Binks and his sister going to the pearly gates. I don't know if it's a black screen or a quick fade out, but it's totally and maybe maybe an accidental homage to E.T. Or maybe the director wanted to end it E.T. style, which I give you credit. Homage to the classics. You, 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 you pay the credit. You know, you give credit to those who came before you and made it fantastic. Just... I just caught that. It just feels like their version of E.T. at the end. So, one of my gripes, another one of my gripes, uh, is when it comes to the 31 Nights of Halloween on Freeform. I'm taking my butt of my bear clock here. 31 Nights of Halloween on the cable channel Freeform. Mm-hmm, bear claw. Okay. 
So Freeform has a bunch of, you know, family, friendly, maybe a few PG-13 Halloween-themed films. Goonies. Hotel Transylvania, I think, will be up there. Monster House. They've shown Nightmare Before Christmas. Here's my thing. Some of these movies, they replay a few times, a couple times. For the past two or three years now, Freeform, once known as Family Channel, once known as ABC Family, has been marathon, has been showing Hocus Pocus what feels like 23 times. 23 times in October. I, I get you're going to repeat the movies. But can we have more of a balance here? You give Hocus Pocus 23 replays, and you give Adam's Family like two or three? Now, I enjoy Hocus Pocus, but if you're gonna ask me which one's better, I'm going with the Adam's Family. I'm an Adam's Family guy. Royal Julia and Angelica Houston as Gomez and Morticia. They are perfect. Got a Mia. They're a great couple. Christina Ricci, who owned the corazón of every young boy and girl growing up. I was born in 82, okay? So by the time the... I was born in 82. By the time the Adam's Family movie came out, I already had those, you know, ooh, feelings for girls. And you had Christina Ricci up there? She was a princess. Come on. Yeah, I like that movie. And a Christopher Lloyd as, as come on, Fester. Hocus Pocus, enjoyable Halloween movie. Personally, my favorite performance by Sarah Jessica Parker. We're not going to detail why, but you can go to past Halloween episodes of the Capos Crusaders, and I explain my love for Sarah Jessica Parker. In Hocus Pocus. Anyway, great film. I enjoy it. But I put the Addams Family above it. But we get two or three replays of Addams Family, and you get Hocus Pocus for 23 replays, including all freaking day on Halloween. All day long. It's the Sanderson sisters. All day long. All day long. All day long. All day long. That's what it feels like to me. We've, and especially when you already own the Blu-ray. I own the Blu-ray of Hocus Pocus. I bought it three years ago. Shows you I liked it. I bought it. But come on. Just balance out. Maybe just Hocus Pocus 15 times. You know what? Keep, keep the Halloween marathon all day. Fine. I get it. The movie takes place on Halloween. Cool. Keep the marathon on Halloween. But maybe throughout the month. A little more Adam's Family, huh? A little more Nightmare Before Christmas, man. Huh? A little more Monster House, even. Okay? Maybe a few more Goonies. Just saying. Goonies is great. Love Goonies. A little more of that. So, there's that. And of course, it may be personal because since Hocus Pocus marathons all day on Halloween, and they'll be awake, the boys, I, I can't enjoy my Michael Myers marathon. So maybe it's a little biased. Whatever, I don't care. My show. Anyway. 
there's my little two cents on Hocus Pocus. But if you haven't heard it yet, go over to Nerd on TV. Tom and Corey and Josh, all the boys of the Ollie. Miss Miss Belrog. <laughs> Great screen name. Go watch, listen to their show. They talk about Nerd on. Uh, they talk about Hocus Pocus. Go enjoy that show. Indiana's getting the camera. Okay. There's your, there's your pets. Okay, now go over there. Karen, I already fed you. You're good. Do you enjoy? She was there. Um, so, now that I've gone about Hocus Pocus and Adam's family and Nightmare Before Christmas and I've told you about the Nerd On episode, I'd like to show you a few things that I think you should add to your Halloween collection. A mixture of books uh, and, uh, you know, Comics, hmm, graphic novels, what we specialize in. First off, I'm going to show you this guy right here. Got this at Barnes & Noble. Classic Tales of Horror. About 20 bucks. It's a leather-bound book with gold, gold pages. You see that? gold trim pages. We have many, many leather-bound books in here. This is one of them. Thank you, Barnes & Noble. Feels... Amazing. I feel I feel just as wiser just holding this here, but it's got tales upon tales upon tales of horror. Ooh. Introduction by Ernest Hilbert. But you've got a wide range of horror stories in here. You got the Telltale Heart by Edgar Allan Poe. You got Dracula's Guest by Bram Stoker. You've got The Devil and Tom Walker by Washington Irving. Washington Irving. Let's see, I'm gonna scroll down here. The Pit and the Pendulum by Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, Turn of the Screw by Henry James. Oh, The Case of Lady Sannox, Arthur Conan Doyle. Sir, Arthur Conan Doyle. Okay, you got, you got The Body Snatcher by Robert Louis Stevenson. That's just the first page of contents. Look, look. Those of you watching, look, look, that's just the first page of contents. Look how many stories you got here. But then I flip the page. <laughs> There's more. Huh? Look at that. You got, uh, let's see. What the Monkey's Paw by W.W. Yeah. Jacobs. You got The Trial for Murder by Charles Dickens. You got Charles Dickens in here. Okay. You got The Raven, of course, by Edgar Allan Poe. The Judge's House by Bram Stoker. The Open Window by Sucky. That's Sakai. S-A-K-I? Saki or Sakai? One of those. And the, jet, the, the Tomb by H.P. Lovecraft. And it ends with the cask of Amontillado by Edgar Allan Poe. There's an over... You get close to 900 pages of short, classic horror stories dating back to as far as... The Raven is 1845. You got Young Goodman Brown by Nathaniel Hawthorne. By Hawthorne, 19, uh, 1835. Hawthorne, of course, was mentioned by Leonardo DiCaprio in The Departed. When Mark Wahlberg says, you know, he's Shakespeare. Um, yeah, just classic horror, scary stories. Just upon, sorry there. Upon just you're gonna hear the sound because we those of you listening. 
Hear that? That is a leather-bound book. And it's gold-trimmed pages being run through. Look at that. Mmm. Again. The classic tales of horror. A Canterbury classic. Available at Barnes & Noble. If not in the store, go online. But typically around this time of year, they bring this bad boy out to sell. Check it out. So there's your book book. Your non-pictures book. Take a bite. Because it's breakfast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. It's so good. Next up, three of my all-time favorites. Three of my all-time favorites. From my youth. Those books that... Okay. He's okay. Drink something. Drink your water. Three classics from your youth, from my youth. It was those books that you read. They scared you. And in some cases, people thought you shouldn't be reading it. Uh-huh. You know I'm showing you. There it is. Scary stories to tell in the dark. Right here. The one that got banned from libraries in some schools. Because people were scared. It can't be scary stuff. It's the occult. The devil. Go. Yeah, this, this brought creativity to kids. Okay? Also to just face your fear. Alright? Look at that artwork. Look at that. Hmm? I have book one, which is scary stories to tell in the dark. I have book two. More scary stories to tell in the dark. Right there. And book three. Scary stories three. More tales to chill your bones. These are the books, of course. Taken from folklore and retold by Alvin Schwartz. And the original drawings inside by Stephen Gamble. Now, the reason I bring up the original drawings is because in the year, I think it was 2000, early 2000s, they reissued these books. But they reissued them with different artwork. They reissued them in 2000 with friendlier artwork. Disney-fied artwork. And that's a horrible decision when you're trying to re-release Scary Stories books because half of the reason they're freaky it's because of that guy. Look at that. Look at that artwork. Black and white sketching. Hmm? Images that stick with you. Look at that. Okay? See that? Nobody wants the PG version of this. No. Nobody wants the friendly animated. That's part of the scariness of it. Look at that. And plenty of artists and creators have been inspired by the stories in this book and the artwork that's attributed to it. And you want to... You want to baby it and alter the artwork? There was an uproar about it in the early 2000s. Yes, buddy. I don't know. Okay. Not listening to him. I thought the movie, The Monsters Inc. to get involved. There was an uproar about it. They finally re-released it again, the original versions, with the original artwork inside. And that's what your boy here, the Azorian one, made sure he found on Amazon before he ordered them. But if you do not have these, you need to add this to your collection. They are still available online. Some stores, I think, still have them. 
definitely on Amazon. But the original stories, the only difference I gotta say I don't have is I, I wish I was able to find the hardbound, hardcover copies that were available at like your school library. I found the paperbacks. But everything else is still the same. Still the same old artwork that we love so much inside. Add these three to your collection. Pass these on. There's a documentary coming out. I think next year, if not already. Documentary about the importance of these books and what they went through to be made. Uh, also, there is a movie coming out. There's a movie coming out produced by Guillermo del Toro. But if the rumors are true about the story I'm reading, I'm not a big fan of what's coming because they don't take much from the books. I'll be right back to give these guys crackers. Hang on, boys. You got me quiet. You want crackers? Just gotta keep feeding them when they stop talking, I guess, even though I thought I gave them enough. Alright, so. Scary stories, Tell in the Dark, the trio, the trilogy, add them, get them. You need these in your library. Your kids will love you later on. They'll be scared at first, but you gotta be scared sometimes. You gotta. That's how you conquer it. Bruce Wayne. Alright, moving on. I have these. this duo right here. From the son of comedy legend Mel Brooks comes Max Brooks with his zombie survival guide, both the literary version and the illustrated graphic novel version. Right there. So, great stories right here. Actually, this one's been referred to as an actually pretty legit survival guide. The zombie survival guide. Pretty legit survival guide in here, whether it's zombies or not. Uh, well written. Max Brooks, of course, did write World War Z, not the screenplay. He wrote the book, which was an inspiration of, of this. Um, if you've never listened to Max Brooks or heard him talk, you need to. If you've never listened to Max Brooks or seen him on a podcast or talked to him, hang on here. If you never heard him talk, the guy's a genius. The guy's really smart, really intelligent. Um, he talks to military schools about the future of war, um, what needs to be done with our militaries, that we can't just be a force that goes in, attacks and leaves. There's gotta be more to, more to the soldier than just that. The guy's really intelligent. Check them both out. The Zombie Survival Guide's been out for a decade, I wanna say. The illustrated uh, graphic novel, Inspired by it, more of a comic book edition of it. It's still really cool. I reviewed this for our website last year. Uh, so if you want to see the review, go to thecapelscrusaders.com. Go to our news, blogs, review section, and scroll through it from last year. You'll see this on there. So, Max Brooks, Zombie Survival Guide. Both versions. Enjoy them. In the comic world, I got quite a few of the eerie, scary type brand you've got lock and key i've got the first issue the first trade welcome to lovecraft uh written of course by joe hill joe hill being the pen name 
of the son of Stephen King. So, there's definitely talent here when it comes to the eerie, scary, frightening genre. So, Lock and Key, which I believe is being made into, yes, it is being made into a series because I've written articles about it. Series being made, remember that one, Lock and Key. Uh, I'm gonna save these two here for last. I got here Revival by Mr. Tim Seeley. I got the first three trades right here. Tim Seeley, who has been a guest on our show. Go back into our archives. He was on our show last year. Guest on our show, Tim Seeley. Uh, Revival series, really cool. Really uh, creepy, eerie type setting. Uh, basically a murder happens in a small town on the same day that the dead rise and roam around. So th this town is known for the dead, one day a year, getting up out of their graves and roaming town. And that same day a murder happens. So this detective, she's gotta investigate both the living and the dead. Original story, really like, revival. Uh, from Mr. Robert Kirkman, his outcast uh, story. I got the first trait for that one. Really good, involves exorcism. A uh, guy who basically... Okay, boys, hold on. Wait, what's up? Gotta finish up for these guys. Um, guy who basically handles exorcisms by taking the evil you had and just keeping it inside him. Really freaky story, but I enjoy it. Outcast, I gotta pick, keep up on this one. And, speaking of Robert Kirkman, you can always go back to what's made him a well-known name, The Walking Dead. I have the first four trades of the series. I will eventually get those huge... Bibles of The Walking Dead issues, but I'm going through the first eight on their own, and then I'll start buying volumes two and three of the whole set. But as a fan of the show, it's my one of my top five favorites. It battles Stranger Things for favorite show between for me. It's a constant battle in my head. Um, love Walking Dead. It's actually what am I thinking? Today is the premiere of season nine. Tonight, the last season of Rick Grimes. Holy hell. So, here you go. The Walking Dead, Robert Kirkman's Clean to Fame. What made him a household name and has made him, built him an empire, both in comic and television entertainment. And saving the best for last. Hold on one second, I have a Monsters Inc. update. Huh? Okay, that's okay. Watch what happens. That was our Monsters Inc. update. Boo dropped the eye. And last but not least, I see, I know, I see him. Okay, I see him. Okay. Last but not least, my horror, my literary horror queen, my goddess in the horror comic world, the one, the only, the killer of all slashers, Miss Cassie Hack. There she is, Cassie Hack of Hack Slash fame, right there, there you go. I've had, this was my first introduction into Cassie Hack, the Hack Slash My First Maniac, written by Tim Seeley. By the way, Hack Slash created by Tim Seeley, guest on our show. That was my first introduction to her, where I became a fan of hers, read a few other issues here and there, read, uh, Teeny's new, the, the Hack, and Slash, Hack Slash Resurrection series, which is fantastic. Teeny Howard, outstanding work. 
And I finally ordered the Omnibus Volume 1 of Hackslash. There she is. All the beginning issues of her career as a slasher killer. Anti-slasher killer. Uh, those of you, you've already heard me explain who she is. If you've ever watched the Campus Crusaders, you know that my intense love affair for this character and her stories. Um, girl survives a horror movie situation, survives the slasher. Uh, instead of living in fear, she decides to go hunting for all the slashers that exist in the world. And you get you no know, slashers that are inspired by Jason, Freddy, Leatherface. You get those types of slasher killers in her stories. And she goes into schools pretending she's the new kid, gets in with the cool crowd, whether it's preppy or gothic, goes to the parties they have out in the boonies with the cornfields. And when the slasher killer who's known of being in that town decides to attack, she attacks back, has a bat that says kiss it on it, enjoys putting the bat in a certain area to make you think about the euphemism she's making there. If you love horror movies, if you love vengeance stories, and if you like dark humor, Hackslash, starring Miss Cassie Hack. Again, Omnibus Volume, Omnibus, blah, 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 blah. Omnibus Volume 1 is what is new to my collection. Cassie Hack, uh, the Hackslash, my first maniac, was my introduction to Cassie Hack. Um, your your buddy here may have be plotting out what he would like to create as a mini series for a streaming network on this character. Uh, this book here is one of the inspirations for it. I know the odds are against me with whatever licensing fees there are. But I'm gonna try it because she deserves to have her own show. She deserves to have her own show. She needs her own series. Now is the perfect time for this feminist hero to battle the scary demons and creatures that exist for Netflix or HBO. Needs to happen. I want to be the one that makes it happen. Tim Seeley did give me, you know, the blessing if I could ever get past all the red tape that Hollywood has tied around it, which is awesome. Anyway, those are my horrific, scary, eerie, seasonal appropriate stories that exist in my house. Uh, there may be some more. Um, I just couldn't find them right now. But those are my primary sources of horror. I do have Stephen King's Doctor Sleep uh, in the bedroom that I've been reading. Uh, Doctor Sleep is the sequel to Stephen King's, of course, classic, The Shining. There's a mouth right here. Give me one moment. Hold on. Then I'll cuddle you. I'll love you. Doctor Sleep, the sequel to The Shining. It's the little kid grown up and dealing with his shining abilities. Uh, it is going to be made into a movie. Ewan McGregor will be playing the little boy grown up. And those of you wondering, The Shining is now on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So if you really want to spruce up your horror movie marathons that you may be having, I have that every October. Horror movie marathons at a Steve's Haunted Manor every October. Right here. The Shining is on Netflix. Add it to your list. Check out the books that I have mentioned here, both book books, graphic novels, and comic books. Take them home. Read them. They're eerie. 
They might not jump out and scare you because it's hard to be scared by a book sometimes, but they are definitely appropriate for the time. If you haven't yet, also, go to your local pumpkin patches, take your kids, take your friends, take your loved ones, what have you. Go have fun. Embrace what's around us right now. The era... The era, not the era, excuse me. The season of All Hallows Eve, of Samhain, of Halloween. Make it fun. Be scared sometimes. Make it fun. It's fun to be scared. Get your jack-o'-lanterns out. Put them out there, okay? Get some pumpkins. Get pumpkins galore. Have your sons or daughters pick them out and name them. Because mine did. This is spooky. Because it looks like a ghost. Swear to God, Jackson came up with that on his own. The kid. Oh my God. This one, I think it's called Jack, I think. Huh? I know, I see him. Steve Buscemi's character, Monsters, Inc. just popped up. So, go have fun. This is not going to be my only Halloween-themed... You can't stop, can you? This is not going to be my only Halloween-themed episode. I got many more Sunday coffees coming to you. That will be Halloween-themed. I'll go for different Halloween topics. I might tell you to watch a show called Last Podcast on the Left. Listen to a show called Last Podcast on the Left. I know. Last Podcast on the Left. Let me finish the show. Last Podcast on the Left. Add that to your podcast collection. Also, Halloween Unmasked, where they talk about the making of Halloween, John Carpenter's classic. Great podcast by a great movie critic. Check that out. And also, of course, of course, check out thecapelesscrusaders.com, your home for all things comic book and graphic novel related. Go there. And don't forget, every Monday, we got a show. We got a show tomorrow night. Check it out. Be there. Otherwise, it's hip to be square. See, you threw me off. You had to come get a petting because you couldn't wait till I was done. And you threw off my ending segue, Indy. See what you did? Oh, because I got to pet you on the head. I got to pet you on the head. You are more jealous as you get older. You are. I can't touch the boys without you doing that. Or that. Or this. She does this. Or this. Jealousy. And I'm wearing black. You're going to just ruin me here. All right. Say bye to everybody. Look. Look. Sit. Look at the camera. Look at the camera. Look at the camera. You see that? She just want to say bye. Everyone, have a great Sunday. Have a great morning. Enjoy your coffee. Enjoy your breakfast. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow night on twitch.tv slash Crusaders for our Monday night episode. And I'll see you on my next Sunday night coffee. Sunday night. Sunday coffee with the Azorian one. When I find something else to talk about. Alright? I'll find something. Trust me. There's plenty of Halloween stuff I can talk to you about. Happy Halloween. Oh, there's the answer.